This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandora's pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis all over the world by the by internet and by recorded messages in Northern Ireland and Switzerland and wherever. Man is standing standing around wanting to hear the gospel. Well, you can hear it over there in Radio Missions Radio. Remember our website. Go there. You can find a lot of information on our website. Radio Missions www.radiomission.org And if you go there, you'll find out a whole lot of information. Maybe have a picture of the old trailblazer. I'm not sure. But uh, I would love to tell you that we're here this morning bringing God's message as it is to men as they are. And uh, the Lord is blessing. The Lord is blessing the work here. And uh, getting out the gospel. That's all we, that's all we ever decide, ever do designed to do was to preach the gospel that men might hear and then be saved be saved our, our motive here is to see men and women saved boys and girls saved s-a-v-e-d you ever, you ever you ever think about that my friend to be saved are you so so cold-hearted and so bitter that you never even think about where you're going to spend eternity i ask my folks here oftentimes where are you going to spend eternity and most of them just give me a blank look. But we're looking at this study now on what the church has lost, and then we get to how how we might regain it. We saw there in our last study that the pastor, the pastor of the church, is charged to rebuke, that is, to wield the sword, wield the word that will be cut its way into the heart of any man, to lay bare its heart. That any that that sin may appear exceeding sinful, God's word says, rebuke them sharply. It also says, rebuke them. Listen, rebuke them openly. Furthermore, He says, rebuke with all authority. God's man. It, I, I have folks that write me want to know, but I'm the pastor of the church here. I have the final voice of authority. By, by God's word, by the commission the Lord gave me. Preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. But I'm the pastor of the church here, and I'm not the doormat for nobody. I don't put up with folks criticizing me too much. If they get too bad, I call their name. But listen, listen. That is to be done in love. All of, all of it's to be done in love, my friend, and tenderness. Do you have a tender pastor? No, I'm, I'm not talking about a Somebody that's soft soap and not able to stand up for what's right. But I'm talking about someone that loves people. Children love comes crawl up in your lap or whatever. That's what I do. And and my folks love me. I do. I've been had a little accident and been off from out of here for a while and I must have got hundred and fifty, two hundred cards and letters from folks all over the world. And praying for me and telling me how much they love me. Isn't that grace, my friend? Listen, but uh, this is to be done in love. All of these things, to preach the gospel in love. And according coming from a heart of pathos, a heart that is, has walked with God until it's mellowed with the tears of uh, heaven. It is to be done with a compassion that will not let go, my friend. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think, I don't imagine that many people know anything of what the pastor goes through. 
the labor, laboring over lost soul, my friend. Did you know that the pastor will have to stand and witness why you never went to heaven, why you didn't go to heaven, because you never turned to the Lord? You wouldn't have the gospel. You, you know, every now and then we have somebody to leave out of the church, somebody gets told, get stepped on, they'll slam the door and go outside. Well, my friend, if those, if those folks never repent, don't come, come to know the Lord. We might as well put it like it is. They'll spend eternity in hell's fire. Now, my friend, I don't even like to say that, but it's in God's Word. It is. It's in God's Word, all over God's Word, the Bible. It tells what it is. The pastor is also charged to exhort, that is, to drive home the truth that he's of the heart to the individual, whether a saint or a sinner, that they may know without a shadow of a doubt that he's preaching is the truth of God's word. I'm persuaded that the average hearer today wonders if the pastor, the preacher, believes what he's preaching. The average listener uh, is made to think. Oh, uh, listen. The average listener is made to think that what he is preaching is just superficial with him or a matter of duty, a matter of duty. Now, I can I can tell you a little bit about an ex, about experience that I know of personally. Back when I was a child, young boy, we had a big church here in Walker, Baptist Church. The pastor was a gracious man. I knew him. I loved him, and uh, but he had a he had a a Sunday school uh, choir leader. Choir leader led the choir every Sunday, and then the choir leader's father-in-law uh, sung in the choir. But on the outside, that man was uh, was living with another man's wife. He had a wife and children, but he was staying at night with another man. I, I knew it, and everybody in the town knew it. But the preacher must have not known it. He let it go on. My friend, he should have rebuked all of that. No problem. Just rebuke. That's what I. That's what I'm charged to do, to rebuke, and it means to call a name. Listen, listen, my friend. The average listener is made to think that what that guy is preaching is just superficial, or a matter of duty. Listen, preacher, you and I stand between the living and the dead. Now, what a statement, my friend. What a statement. You, you, you. Uh, I've often said it at the great white throne judgment. Those folks who are never been saved, never got saved, and they they they're gonna rail on the pastor. Pastor, you didn't tell me to turn to the Lord. You didn't tell me that Christ died for sinners. You didn't. I was a poor old sinner. I was living in sin, and you never said anything about it. Oh, preachers, too late. Too late now. I've been consigned to hell. Listen. You and I, Pastor, stand between the living and the dead. I don't care how learned you are or how ignorant you are or how, how many degrees you got behind your name or you're living in a, a cathedral, silver cathedral on the West Coast or whatever. You are responsible for your congregation's welfare. I'm telling you, my friend, listen, I have no other business. I have no other business. My business is to preach the gospel. We are soul surgeon. The destiny of human lives li lies within our hands. We must not hurry through with it. But listen, 
after preaching. Listen now, my friend. Listen, let me go into this. Pastor, you preach like you believe what you're saying. I've had folks tell me that. And I said, the average service, Pastor, you preach like you know, know what you're doing, like you believe the word. Surely, surely I do. Listen, don't you? Well, preachers say yes, but we haven't had a preacher like here in a long time who preaches like the believer, like the believer, like he believes the word of God. God pities such a preacher. It would be better for him that he'd go out and start digging taters for a living than to trifle with the souls of men, my friend. Oh, I've, I've known a few of them. I've known a few people by their by their uh, action and by their what what they say and do. Yes, we have lost the authority of God's word, and we have substituted the authority of a program and the opinion of a man, and think more of our religious traditions than we do of the authority of God's word. And I praise the Lord. There are few yet left, very few, I call it, very few left uh, who preach the God, who preach word, God's Word. But let's go on with our study. We've lost the authority of God's Word. We have substituted the authority of a program and the opinion of man and think more of our religious tradition than we do of the authority of God's Word. I praise the Lord. I praise God. Here are a few, there are a few left yet who are preaching God's word. Not many, but I hear from some over this land of ours. They write me letters. They send me mail. And uh, But Paul says that in these closing days, they will not endure sound doctrine, but heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We're living in that day now. We have taken the attitude that we must not offend so-and-so or so, until... The long, listen, no longer does the average message, message cut the hearts of sinners asunder and lay bare their soul. The remedy is a new birth, my friend. The new birth is the remedy for all of our problems. That's, ha- that's what we're facing. Then, as a result of losing the presence of Christ and the authority of God's Word in our churches, we have lost Holy Spirit conviction of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And therefore, sinners are dried and, and uh, all of those things. They're dried, my friend. Go back. There is an utter absence of old-time Bible Holy Spirit conviction in our churches today, which, uh, listen now, an old preacher, Ellsworth Day, called it an ancient mystery. Just as a generation grew up in Egypt that did not know Joseph, so this generation of preachers that have grown up in this world in the last generation knows scarcely anything about Holy Spirit conviction, my friend. I know that to be a fact. There is the absence of the breaking up of the heart, the plowing of the subsoiling of the making ready for the seed of the human heart, for the planting of the seed of truth, which bringeth forth eternal life. The average preacher today has not experienced Holy Spirit conviction in his heart. Therefore, he does not know what is what it is and does not know 
hadn't, does not preach it because he don't know what he is. And he does not know when an individual is under Holy Spirit conviction. But listen, the only thing he knows to do is to cry it down, brand it as false, discredit it, and uh, discard the messenger when God uses to produce Holy Spirit conviction in the hearts of sinners. Oh, but my friend, my friend, listen, would you? Whether it's in the pulpit or the pew of the world, let me repeat a statement that I have made often, and it is this, that if you miss Holy Spirit conviction, if you miss Holy Spirit conviction, you go to hell without warning. Every sinner outside of Christ is blinded only, listen, only the Holy Spirit can open that heart and those blinded eyes. Now, the old trailblazer is going down the line, one verse in Scripture, my friend. All we ever bring you is Scripture and verse. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We preach Christ buried and risen. We preach, preach that the Holy Spirit comes there, awakens that soul, shakes around that, digs around that heart, lets him see what kind of a, what a sinner he is. Been all his life, didn't know it. Thought he was a pretty nice fellow because he joined the church back there when he was, Ten years old, oh, my friend, I asked you one time, oftentimes, ask your pastor how the Lord saved him. Did he go on, did he have experience, Holy Spirit conviction? Did he see himself as a sinner, lost and undone, and then crying to the Lord for salvation? That's a good question to ask him, my friend. But if you would, uh, do that for me. And remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer? Kind of got mixed up a little bit. But from the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. That's our bookstore phone number. You call here. They, if they need, if you want to talk to me, they'll get you to the phone. But uh, remember, we'll be back tomorrow with another message from God's Word. Goodbye. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658. 